This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. to another episode of Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. I am loving life, and uh, I am jacked up like a kid on uh, candy or Mountain Dew right now because I had the first successful, what I would consider successful weekend deer hunting uh, I've had all season. How you doing, buddy? Uh, it's been too hot for me, but I've been all right. Business has slowed down finally, and, you know, it's 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 been all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Business will pick back up soon enough. Oh yeah, eventually. Eventually. Well, um, probably about next March, maybe. There you go. <laughs> in the meantime, in the meantime, if you're in need of uh, pine straw bales, my boy Leighton Harvey is is your man. Go to strutlonco.com. He's got an entire garage full of uh, pine straw for your <laughs> landscaping needs. <laughs> oh God, Walt, killing me. Well, Killing me. guys, I, I want to apologize for this one kind of getting out late. Uh, deer season is, is our number one pro- priority right now. And uh, because of that, you know, my property is an hour and a half drive one way. And that's not including cleanup and getting the stuff unloaded and stuff like that. So, you know, we're a little late this week. And uh, to be completely frank with you, we might be a little late in future weeks as the rut starts to pick up for Leighton and myself. So, <laughs> but uh, we're here and... Uh, we're going to give you a season update, I think, this year. Uh, this year. We're going to give you a season this update. Year, you mean this week? <laughs> yeah, this week. This week. We're going to give you a season, huh. kind of a week update of what we're seeing, kind of discuss the cool uh, encounters that we had. And um, next week, we're going to have a really exciting guest on that I think uh, everybody's going to enjoy. He's got a killer, actually, he's got two killer stories, uh, literally killer stories. Um, and uh, he's going to be an interesting guest, so... 
what do you what do you think that we take? Uh, go ahead and give Lynn credit to the sponsors of the podcast, and then we jump right in it. Sounds good. Get it. All right. Well, for, first and foremost, we'd like to thank Wild Edge Incorporated. We've we've talked about them ad nauseum to this point. Um, there, it's an incredible step. I, I use it every weekend. And uh, if you're looking for the simplest, most durable, most flexible climbing system, I mean, this is the epitome of all of those. So give them a look. It's www.wildedgeinc.com. And don't forget that you can use the promo code ChasingTales10, that's one zero, and get free shipping on any order of steps from his website. So, and that just lets him know that we sent you and uh, that sends you well on your way. And then there's this little brown box that comes in the mail every month. I think it's called Bowhunter Box Club. And uh, that's the other sponsor that we just love. Um, well, you got my box yet, by the way? I do not. I do not. It doesn't. It doesn't ship until the tenth. I was. I was going to have to have that conversation with you at some point. I know you kept talking about me delivering it on your birthday, and and every time you've said that, I haven't wanted to interrupt the conversation. But <laughs> you're not actually going to get it on your birthday this year. No, I'm going to get it two days later. Uh, at the earliest. I mean, he's going to ship it on the tenth. So oh, he's going to ship it on the tenth. Sorry, I thought I thought that we got him on the tenth. No, oh no. well, that's my bad. Well, y'all go to his website, Walt. www.bowhunterboxclub.com. And if you use the promo code ChasingTales10 there, you can get 10% off a one-month or annual subscription. The obvious answer there is the annual subscription. Um, get, check them out. Yeah, great products, and we're, we're so glad to have them uh, sponsoring the show. So, um, Well... I, I think we probably start with you since your 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 weekly update is kind of simple. You 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 haven't hunted. I haven't hunted since the last cool front, which was just a few minutes ago. You know, just you know, a few few minutes. It's been what two weeks? It feels like approximately. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I hunted like that one weekend, and that was about all I did. And then, uh, yeah, mine's mine's simple. The only thing I've seen is I've seen. A few bucks cruising in the backyard. I seen a buck chasing does across cotton fields Sunday morning, I believe, after the time change. Um, didn't know how big he was, really, because the does came just trotting across cotton field, and uh, he came right behind them wide open. So that's kind of what I'm seeing. They've kind of laid off the pollens. It's gotten really dry down here, and I don't know if that has something to do with it. Um, I think it might a little bit. But uh, they've kind of, I don't know, they've kind of shut down, seems like. What, what does your acorn crop look like right now? Um, They are, well, not dropping necessarily, but they're, they're still acorns on the ground. The last time I sat in the bottom, um, I had, like I said, those, those pictures y'all saw on Instagram of those deer right under me. They obviously came to this new product i'm trying but um, they yes, also sir. came. I'm excited <laughs> about that. We did some more product all- research this week. They also came, they were also eating acorns all through that bottom. So, I mean, they're, they're still there. Um, you just can't see them when you're walking. They've kind of, I guess, settled down. The leaves have started falling on them, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I have noticed the leaves have really started falling down here. I don't know if they have, you know, even further south near you. But, I mean, they have definitely started falling even more here. It's uh, it's actually interesting. They've just started falling Um so my my hunt farm that's west of here, they just started falling with some form of 
frequency. As a matter of fact, the woods were alive with acorns. You know how it gets when they start really following, following, and it's just like a pitter patter of acorns all over the place. So you're just now seeing that. Just See, I saw that. I saw that. that six weeks ago. Yeah. Well, um, and, and literally pub- six weeks ago on public land, I don't have any acorns dropping. I, I don't. It's really messing with me because I targeted some some really good acorn uh, flats, oak flats rather, and uh, really kind of banked on them dropping some good food. And thus far, all the spots that I have uh, checked out have absolutely zero acorn mass. Um, like I said, I don't know if that dry October and even leading into now, you know, it was pretty much it was it was pretty good and dry most of October, really. Um, and I mean, we had a little bit of rain here and there, but then now into November, it stayed dry even into November. I don't know if that has something to do with it or not. Maybe somebody out there does, but I think it maybe makes the trees hold onto their nuts a little longer or, or something, you know, because y'all have been really drier than we have in October. Um, we've gotten a little bit of rain, but not much really in the big scheme of things. Well, you know, I think it's interesting because we have the, in some of the places that I looked, we had flowing creeks. So I'm hunting some of these places that have like naturally flowing springs that are coming up out of the ground and creating great creeks going down to a river. So they're always wet. I mean, if you walk around there, it's always like a, a good smush, you know, to the, to the ground. And this is year three of the oak mass for Florida. I looked it up, and this is supposed to be a boom year. And it's just, it's I, I don't know if, if we had a, like you said, that I don't even have them in the trees, dude. I, it's it's really bizarre. You know, you know how this summer, in the middle of the summer, we had that real tough dry spell, and then we got some water? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really like it was a long dry spell. It was like a week, but it was 100 degrees, and it just scorched everything. Well, I think it was a little longer down here. Maybe you got a little more rain than we did, but there was about a three-week period this summer that we didn't get any rain, and it was 100 degrees. And I know this because I had to water my plants twice a day um, for about three weeks. And I wonder if that aborted some of the acorn crop in this area. So I'm having to really put my woodsmanship skills to the test and find some local forbs. And uh, I found a greenbrier patch on public land that's actually getting uh, just walloped by deer signs so um and still on public land i've yet to see my first deer it's it's been really bizarre the amount of change that has occurred uh on these animals since the season started because i was seeing deer every evening glassing from about a thousand yards away um and now i haven't seen a single deer on public land but cool thing i have officially seen the first deer for the year and uh it actually happened in mass. Actually, I went. I, I we're showing we're building a house for anybody who doesn't know. So I'm having to show my house, my current rental house, to a lot of folks for our landlord, so that we can, you know, they can go on their way and 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 not have a big gap. We gave them plenty of heads up, and so we had to do some deep cleaning Friday and Saturday so that they could show it uh, Sunday evening. So Sunday evening was the first time that I actually was able to get into the woods. And I saw 11 deer, pulled my trail camera, both both two of the five trail cameras we put out. I pulled two cards. One card had 6,500 photos on it. Um, I'm going to definitely take it off of a three-burst mode because... Yeah, I was going to ask you. You were like, I had so many pictures. And I was like, well, do you not know there's like a five-minute delay you can set up on this camera? Oh, cameras? man. It was... I, well, I've never had so much deer activity on the trail camera before. I think it's the first time I've ever had 5,000 true photos um, on an SD card. But 
you know, I don't normally put my trail cameras up over uh, food, like corn, like we did in this situation. I'm normally putting it on trails because that's what I hunt. Um, I'm not much to one to sit over bait. I'm not against it. It's just not really what I do. So you end up getting fewer photos than if a deer is standing in front of the feeder for 15 minutes on a three bit on a, on a three, you know, a three burst every, every, every minute. Yeah. Um, and then on my other trail camera, I got my first bucks on camera too, which was cool. One of which I sent to you. And I think another one I may have put on Instagram, it's got a really nice potential four on his right side. And on his left side, he's just got a crab claw. That's all he's got. Um, I put, I think I put, actually I did put that on Facebook or Instagram because I got everybody's feedback as to whether or not they would, they would call that. I'm, I'm home alone. I got my puppy barking in the background, but he ain't a puppy. He might as well be. He's about as dopey he, as one. He might act like one. Yeah. So, but we, he, he's got that really neat genetic and I put that on Instagram, but, uh, some people said call him. Other people don't. The only thing that matters is the landlord wants him gone. So if he steps out, he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. Well. That's all that matters. Um, but I actually had the opportunity to harvest a doe. Um, when I cut this, shoot these shooting lanes out, um, I didn't have my lone wolf at the time to hang and the end result was all I, all I put up were the steps. And so when I'm sitting there from the steps, all the shooting lanes looked really good. I had him clear them out and everything. Well, come to find out once you put the stand on there and you stand up a little bit higher, <laughs> you get about another six, seven, eight feet. Yeah, man. And I, I, I just, I left some branches that I didn't think were going to be in the way and it really limited some of my shots, but I had this one doe, big old fat joker come in and I pulled the trail camera that was over some big and J there. And when I did, I was sort of going through the photos and there were two really spindly six points. And I mean, just if they get in the first fight this year, I think they're going to break off their (laughs) antlers. Um, seriously, they're really spindly. Um, I'm actually concerned about it because if they were to get into a fight and it was low light situation, say they break off those antlers, you could shoot them for being a big doe. Um, which I don't think he would have, I mean, he wouldn't be happy about it because you should be able to identify a spike, but whatever. Um, so I wanted to get a good look at this doe. She came in about 45 minutes to the end of shooting light and plenty she, of time, plenty of, plenty of time. But the way she came in, she came in with some brush about bottom of her body high and her head was down the entire time, so I didn't get the opportunity to look at her head. I had broadside shot at 16 yards, 16 yards, 16 yards, all the way till she went to where that Big and J used to be, which was gone, by the way, in an entire week by uh, day four that I had put it out. I put it out on a Saturday. By day four, it was gone, but they could still keep coming back. Um, I put out some of that experimental stuff out there, by the way, for you, so I can get what kind of photos are getting off of that. And we can. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some more experimental stuff next time. I yeah, see this you. this was some cross brand mark. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll we'll release those findings when we know what we'll, if it's a good stuff or not. But um, so this doe came out, and by the time she lifted her head, of course she lifted her head, and I got a good look, make sure she wasn't a small buck. And her body's covered. And she went out there, and I had this one narrow hole I could have slipped an arrow in. But, you know, last year I wounded a deer, and it ate me up alive. And the last thing I want to do is repeat that mistake. So I let her go, and I thought maybe I had a shoot link to the left of where she was, a shoot link to the right. If she kept going straight, I never would get a shot. And you guessed it. She just went straight ahead, you know. Um, Yeah, because y'all are almost out of doe days, aren't you? Yeah, I've got uh, two weekends left, this weekend and next weekend. Um, yeah, so you might need to shoot a doe. Well, that's my goal. That's uh, 
badly. Yeah. Um, that, that buck I was telling you about is coming out about 7 o'clock, uh, 6.45, 7 o'clock most evenings right now to that area. So uh, I was going to let that place sit, but the landowner kind of wants me to go in there and kill that coal buck. And he wouldn't object if I shot a doe as, as well. Um, but he, you know, anyway, so the doe goes off, Mosey's on about her way. And I had three other deer just before the end of shooting light. I'd say maybe 20 minutes left in shooting light come walking in behind me. And I was, I was hunting a very marginal wind. And I believe one of the deer, the big bucks, was one of them because I could just see this big, massive body. And it wasn't one of these like low front hind ends or front ends to the, to the big doe back end. It was a big, I think it was a big deer. I think it was probably that buck or another big buck. And one of the does started stomping. She got downwind of me. She started stomping. He started stomping at her. I don't think she could quite make out what I was, but she kept stomping. And then I think like the back and forth between the two of them spooked them. And I was worried they were going to hang out in that area. And they kept getting closer to the stand and closer to the stand. So I did a snort wheeze. I was like, I, you know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like blat or something at them. You know, it'd be, you know, I didn't want to, you know, tap my, I don't want to make some unnatural noise. So I just said, okay, this doe is stomping at this buck. This buck is stomping at this doe. Why not just do a snort wheeze? And then they both think, oh my God, you know this joker is more serious than, than I really want to be. And then they just go on about their business. So sure enough, I did the snort wheeze and they both like just trotted off real, just kind of, you know, not super spooked, but that, like that playful, that playful yeah, trot almost. That, that like, Whoa, you're too dead. I'm serious. Like, you know, calm down. It's not that big a deal. So they went about their business and I climbed down and got out of there. Um, hindsight, I could have shot the doe, but I did what was right in the situation. You know, I'm, I'm being invited to a, a, a piece of property that, um, has fairly high standards for the area and he's not asking for any money from me. And the least I can do is clearly identify what I'm shooting. What you're shooting. Yeah. Um, public land, it would have died. I would have looked at the body and been like, yep. Okay. Because antlerless or antlered are completely illegal. So public land, I would have looked at the size of the body and said, okay, you're going to die. But you know, um, I'm sure, I'm sure the landowner appreciated it. I got the feeling that he did, um, showed him the photos and he confirmed cause we didn't, I should have talked to him because I also had that other buck, um, that, that crab claw buck come through, um, right after the doe left. But I could, because I had the photos, I was able to identify him and I thought, okay, well we didn't, we didn't talk about call bucks. I have a good feeling that he'd want the deer to right. be gone. But again, I didn't want to wear out my welcome three sits into the season. Um, yeah, yeah. So. You might not need to do that. You might not need to do that right now. Well, and it, it was funny. He jokes. He was like, you know, uh, you know, it's always easier to ask for forgiveness. I was like, no, man, that's not how I roll. No. <laughs> that's that's not how I roll, man. I, I have a conscience, and I couldn't I couldn't do that. So, but it was good. It was it was really refreshing. But dude, oh my god, it was hot. It was. Oh, I know. Eighty nine degrees at three. It was eighty nine degrees. I know. Ooh. I got in my truck and I was like, huh, "Have fun, have fun, Walt." <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I saw eleven deer that set total between the, yeah, the two yearlings. It was still miserable. It was. It was, and I was sweaty. I was so sweaty. Um, I I tell you what though, I got some of this Cabela's Berber Felice. Uh, two two weekends ago, we hunted and it was cold as balls and it was windy, and I I was freezing to the point where like well, that was three weeks ago now. Good God. Yeah, I told you it's been forever since I hunted. Um, and uh, 
it was cold and I hurt and Cabela's had their Berber Felice on clearance. 60 bucks or it's like a flash sale, 60 bucks for a top parka and 60 bucks for the bottoms. And I've got, I just got the bottoms in the mail. The tops came in yesterday and, uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited, dude. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. I got another update though that I'll throw in there. What's that? Um, the boat. Oh yeah. Made, made, made my day yesterday. So, you know, y'all, been, y'all, as y'all know, everybody that's been listening and those of you that haven't been listening, we, uh, I hadn't gotten some hairy situations last year fishing offshore. Well, we decided to buy a new boat, and I've been waiting for what, Walt? Shoot, two months almost. Yep. He's I've been waiting for two for two months, at least six or eight weeks. Um, and finally, yesterday, I got an email, and they uh, sent a picture of the boat coming out of the kiln and out of the mold, and that's going to sit for ten days. But it looked pretty good to me. What do you think, Walt? Dude, it looked awesome. I tried to get that photo. If you can save just the photo and send it to me instead of just doing the screenshot of the email, I'll post it for everybody to see. But I can tell you right now, this boat has me jacked up to go offshore fishing. I, I've never really been much for saltwater fishing, but I am really uh, looking forward to getting in that boat with you, man. That's going to be awesome. And then the other, the other update, and it has nothing to do with deer hunting, but uh, yesterday, yesterday, one of my buddies, we worked till like lunch or something, just running errands, you know, stuff like that. He texts me about 1130 and said, hey, you want to go fishing? I was like, fishing like what? You know, I'm thinking in a pond at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, not not the flats. And he said, no, let's run down to the flats. I'm like, what? We're not going to get to fish till 3 o'clock. Sure enough, we put the boat in at 3 o'clock. By 530, 5 o'clock, we had 10 trout and one redfish in the boat, and we were heading in. So if any of y'all are wondering that listen down here in the south, the trout and redfish are biting um awesome yeah they're all over the place so that's that was my that was my fish, first fishing trip in probably about four weeks yesterday and we didn't have to fish for three hours so you know that's what i've been doing got to fish some so i'm happy i'm happy that's awesome but dude. uh yeah so your deer so basically y'all walt takes me freaking out because he probably hasn't seen this many deer since he sat with me last year, honestly, honestly in one yeah, sat. It's been a very long time. Because, <laughs> you know, I, if for anybody who's just joining us, not to interrupt, I'll, I'll throw it back to you in just a second, but anybody who's just joining us or maybe hasn't made it through all the episodes yet, I lost my big farm that I hunt, and now I hunt mainly public land. So this has been a very trying <laughs> season. <laughs> Go ahead, A couple seasons, yeah. really. Um, but, yeah, so... He texts me flipping out, and I'm like, yeah, you seen 11 deer. I'm like, yeah, I know, you're freaking out. And, you know, for me, I'm like, well, you know, I seen nine last night, and I seen eight the night before. But I had to give I had to give him a, give him a little hell. I was like, yeah, you seen 11. I was like, did you shoot any of them? He was like, yeah, I could shoot four or five of them. I was like, and why didn't you? Well, then the truth comes out. Well, there was a branch here. I couldn't tell what this was. <laughs> and, and there was a bigger buck behind this one. I'm like, uh-huh, okay, I hear you. See, Walt, Walt has a tendency to to, have, to be a little trigger shy, I guess. Um, I know. hesitate a lot. Yeah, he does. I hesitate. Especially, especially on the biggest state record, record turkey I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I, I'm I very cautious, <laughs> almost to the point... No, not almost. To the point where it does cost me opportunities. Um, you know, my, my whole... Like with that turkey situation... I wanted it to get closer, you know, like I, I wanted it to get to 30 yards instead of 45, you know, and uh, 
it, a, a lot of it stems from the fact that I just want to have the best opportunity to do right by the animal, you know, and if it comes to 35, that's better than 45. If it, if it sets broadside instead of quarter and away, then that's just a better opportunity for me, you know? Well, that was like me last year with that uh, eight point I killed that you posted pictures of. Um, I got lucky and he happened to come back in there the next afternoon. Otherwise that, that was a blown deer. Otherwise he just happened to, to come back in there looking for a doe that or looking for that doe the the next night and um that was just meant to be you yeah know? sure sure um, well and here here's the deal if if and this is just not you, you Leighton for all the ribbing he does he will attest that this is the truth I will pass up on every deer if it me if I'm not a hundred percent confident in the shot I'm gonna pass that deer or that turkey or that hog every stinking time i would rather go home and say i had the opportunity i wasn't 100 percent confident and that animal's out there walking fully healthy than to wound an animal because i take that stuff to heart man it it, it hurts me whenever i wound an animal and i can't recover it and that's the way i am sure same way sure, i am I, sure. don't, I last time i lost a deer was um when i was nine or ten or 12 no i was 12 actually i was 12 and that was the last time I lost a deer. Well, and so. and and I, for me, it was it was this time last year that I lost a deer. And yeah, oh, I know. And that pretty much ended my deer season. I duck hunted the rest of the year, but uh, that pretty much ended my deer season. And I don't, I have busted my ass in the off season, and I have worked my butt off, and I have shot and shot and shot. I completely retooled my system. I had some components on there that I wasn't completely confident in, and. Uh, I have completely bow, rest, everything, brand new, shooting it all year, hyper-tuned that joker. If something wasn't quite right, I've been OCD about it, and it's just not going to happen again. Um, I felt responsible for that, and uh, this isn't me it, trying to it win messes, it mess It messes with you. It does. It really does. Somebody that really cares about hunting, it really messes with you. And if you don't lose an, if you lose an animal and you don't feel remorse or guilt or some heavy burden of some sort, you I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you don't need to be hunting. You know, uh, don't get me wrong. Last year, it got me maybe to the point where I could have, I should have probably gotten back out there and practiced and practiced and gone hunting because I had a whole lot of season left. But it put such a bad taste in my mouth, man. Uh, it was tough. That was a tough one for me to deal with. But uh, it's a different season. It's a different ball game. And uh, between respecting the landowner and doing what was right and making sure I had a really good shot, um, that de- that deer got a pass. But maybe this weekend she doesn't. Right, right, right. So, yeah, the next the next thing I got going on is I might be leaving for somewhere next Wednesday. Yeah, right? well, yeah, we potentially. Got, we, we've got a couple updates about people leaving. You go ahead and give yours, and then I'll give uh, give the one for Chase. Go ahead, buddy. If all the cards fall into into place like I want it to, I'm leaving next Wednesday for a week to hunt Illinois, both shotgun and rifle, or, or sorry, shotgun and bow. Three days of bow and three days of shotgun. Um, so that'll be. That'll be fun. I hope it works out, and even if it doesn't, there still is the potential for me to go by myself. Um, I don't know if I want to do that drive by myself, but I might. Sure, I might. Um, That's a long. But drive. yeah, I'm twelve hours from my doorstep. Mm-hmm. Yep, twelve hours from when I crank up and leave my house. And that's going to be private land, correct? All private. There you go. Every bit of it. Yep. It's not much private, but up there. It's. I think I I could potentially have the hundred acres to hunt potentially all broken up, but probably about forty is all I've got 
if 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 it's just that one person. It's just 40 acres, but every year he'll send a picture during gun or during bow of a good 130, 140 inch eight point or some weird stuff, you know, some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not very high scoring deer, but just cool looking deer where he's got kickers off the left and perfect 10 or perfect five on the right. Just crazy stuff. Sure. Um, but I don't go up there really to, to kill big deer. I go up there to see everybody. And that's, that's, you know, it's not a, it is a hunting trip and I am serious, but it's more to go see everybody that I hadn't seen in two years. Sure. So that's the other reason I want to go is I want to get out of Thomasville. Sure. I mean, you've had that talk. I'm ready to go somewhere. Sure. sure. Well, and Chase, so uh, if you listen to episode 17, Chase Prince, it was a guest on here. He's turned out to be a really good uh, deer hunting buddy from uh, for me down here in Florida. Uh, he is on his way in 45 minutes. He will be leaving. 45 minutes from the time we're recording this right now, he is going to be on his way to Kansas to hunt 600 acres he got permission for. Um, episode 17, we did a, a, a prequel to uh, first half, how he decided where to hunt, what he did to prepare for the hunt. And he will be giving us updates as to how he goes, how he does on his rut vacation. I think he's going to be there for ten days. And Didn't something happen or something? You told me, or yeah, but I, some... I think I think what I should share. I should keep that for his story because I think it's going to really make the sequel to that episode. Uh, kind ten of, fold. Yeah, you know he he worked really hard. He had some adversity and some things come up, and he's found a way to persevere. And he's on his way to the land of the giants. So. Uh, between you going to Illinois and uh, him going to Kansas, dude, we're going to be set for stories. Um, it's going to be good stuff. And then right about the time y'all get back, my rut starts. So that's going to be cool. Oh, and my rut will be, if it full gets blown. cold, my rut will be yeah. full blown. Yep. yep. Um, the day I leave is the day I've killed my two biggest deer in my life. Right. There you go. <laughs> there so, you go. Joy, <laughs> you <Absolutely>. know, great. <laughs> but, so. uh, well, Bobby, buddy, I think that's that covers just about everything we have. This is just going to be like another kind of week-to-week uh, update. We're going to keep these going regardless uh, throughout the season, kind of giving you all updates, but we're going to have a good conversation for you all next week with a guy who who struck real early success um, in a really hard-to-hunt state twice in, in, yeah. early in the year. So he's tagged out, which is awesome, and uh, we're going to have him on here. But uh, – We're going to keep this one short and sweet and not uh, BS too much on this. Y'all be good. I'm Walt. I'm Leighton. Until next time, y'all shoot straight. Good luck. See y'all. Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.